and fucking girls were fucking here, baby. Let's fucking go. It is qualifying Wednesday for the Daytona 500. Now, uh, welcome to the Hot Pass Podcast. Once again, I will say this again. It's if, if it's your first time, welcome. If it's not, welcome back. The Hot Pass Podcast is available every Monday and Friday morning. Friday morning betting show. Big one coming this Friday. You're going to want to listen. we got Xfinity and Trucks. I've already taken some bets for both, so you're going to want to listen. Um, I'm going to tell you a little bit of a bet for the qualifying that's coming up tonight. Um, before that, we are also, that'll be at the end of the show. Um, but before that, we're going to break down SHR um, for all the, the fandom. If you're new to NASCAR, this is what we're doing this week for Speed Week. Uh, is breaking down every driver leading up to the Daytona 500. Every driver, every team. So you guys can become friends if you guys just entered the world of NASCAR. And if you haven't, and you're like, oh, I want to give this guy a shot, and I'm not sure if I know much about him, I'm going to give you a little bit of my opinion, right? We're not statisticians. We're just here for opinion-based um, stuff. So hope you guys had a great day yesterday. Welcome back. Um, the YouTube video for yesterday's podcast is going to be coming up today. And then uh, later tonight, I'm going to try and get uh, today's episode out on YouTube as well. So back-to-back episodes on YouTube. Follow me on all my social media, at Eric underscore. Go to the link tree in the bio on X and Instagram um, to find my action network for all my bets for NASCAR Cup Series. And the Xfinity and Trucks are always um, exclusive to the Friday betting show. So you're going to have to listen to that. Um, also... Um, big drives last night by Kyle Steckley. Let's just jump right in. Kyle Steckley, I was talking about him. He's going to be coming on the podcast probably within the next couple of weeks. Um, kid from Milverton, Ontario, young talent. His dad's a four time NASCAR Canadian, uh, champion and, uh, kids born into it last night. Um, so I didn't get to watch the last quali- last minute qualifier. He was at new Smyrna speedway, um, just South of Daytona. And, uh, Supposedly, he got into the wall in the last chance qualifier. Ends up qualifying, uh, making it uh, in the big race. 200-lap race against guys such as Ty Majeski, who is always battling for a truck championship. Um, then we've also got Chase Elliott that was in the field. Young talent, William Sawalich. Um, who else was in there? Big, big names. Big names. Uh, Bubba Pollard ends up pulling out the win. But the th- main thing is Kyle Stackley. Starting 27th. Okay. The man drives to an eighth place finish in a 200 lap race. Kid saved his stuff, didn't use it up. Made a move at one point on Chase Elliott. On Chase Elliott. Then Chase Elliott's car kind of came alive near the end of the race. Um, Chase, I think, ended up finishing sixth. But great run by the kid and his first ever at this extremely high level of super late models. He finishes eighth from the fucking back of the field. All the other Canadians, there was another Canadian, I think, that finished in the top ten as well. But Kyle Steckley, this the performance he put on coming from the rear. Unbelievable, man. He just kept moving and, and not using up his shit. For being 18 years old, man, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Go file, uh, follow Kyle Steckley on Instagram. It's uh, Kyle and Steckley. I think it's S-T-E-C-K-L-Y. Um Unbelievable, man. Uh, so he should be on the podcast probably in the next coming weeks. Um, and uh, just an unbelievable drive. I was watching it and uh, just blown away at uh, the moves he was making on guys that are very experienced, uh, have a lot of talent, have a lot of money behind him. Um, I can't wait to ask him whether Noah Gregson, who which we're going to talk about today for the SHR camp, if Noah Gregson gave him any tips, right? 
Um, Noah Gregson drove for that team uh, for a couple races last year. Um, so I'd like to hear his story and everything. So uh, you guys are going to be hearing that in the next couple, uh, next coming weeks. So anyways, uh, yeah, I hope you guys had a great day. I hope you guys listened to the Joe Gibbs first day of the week. Uh, Monday, we had the Hendrick Motorsports. Now, Joe Gibbs. Now, um, we'll touch on Penske. We already know Penske, right? If you guys don't know Penske, we'll get into Ryan Blaney and Joey Logano soon. And Austin Sindrick, nobody fucking is even talking about Austin because I think his ride is done in Penske. Um, anyways, we'll get into that probably tomorrow. And it'll be a quick one, um, but the one I'm most interested in is to see uh, is to see what happens with SHR this year, and this is why I'm excited to uh, to talk about um, SHR before Penske or Trackhouse um, or 2311, because um, obviously I have my bias for 2311 being a fan of Tyler Reddick and Bubba Wallace, and Trackhouse being a fan of Ross Chastain. So we'll save those for the, later on in the week. Um, but SHR just has a lot of question marks over their heads. And uh, let's dive right in. So the driver lineup uh, is brand new, man. Kevin Harvick retiring. Eric Almarola uh, going to Joe Gibbs and racing maybe uh, just for a couple races in the Xfinity Series, but retiring from Cup Series. So uh, two brand new faces to that team. Uh, Noah Gregson, Josh Berry. Uh, we got Ryan Priest. And shockingly, the guy that's in his 20s um, is the longest standing uh, SHR driver, Chase Briscoe, which... We'll get in a minute. I'm going to probably touch on him last, who I think is uh, going to be the favorite of all uh, anybody that's going to perform in the SHR camp. I think it's going to be him. So we'll just touch on uh, Ryan Priest. So Ryan Priest comes from uh, modified races. Actually, last night at New Smyrna Speedway, after um, the 200-lap uh, race that Kyle Steckley was in, uh, Ryan Priest ends up winning in the modified race. Um, so he, he comes from a short track background. Um very nice guy. If you guys haven't seen the Daytona flip clip, maybe I'll try and put it up in the YouTube somewhere. Um, insane. I, they touched on it at the first thing in the full speed docu-series of when he, uh, and it was in all the trailers of him flipping um, from the infield uh, on the grass or whatever at the Daytona summer race. Insanely wild crash. Comes back the next week. Um, blood vessels all popped in his eyes. It's all red and, and fucking, it looks like he probably could barely see um, he's got two black eyes and a busted up face and he goes, you know, man, it's just uh, you, you're drive. You got to be tough to be a driver. And, uh, you know, this is what we're made of. And I'm like, dude, legendary. Like I, I love watching on flow racing, watching him race on short tracks and those modifieds. Cause he's just so good and so dominant. Um, that's why he has an opportunity at SHR once again in the cup series. Cause um, he's been in and out of the cup series for a while, driving in trucks and kind of all over the place, but is a very, uh, very talented driver. Um, if you're a blue collar guy, this is the team for you, right? That's my biggest thing about SHR. And this is why I'm a fan of every driver in SHR is it's a blue collar feel, right? All these guys, when I'm talking about them came from like, yes, they race, but it's not a pay to play team. It looks like unless people were talking shit about Riley Herbst in the, in the Xfinity series, which we'll talk about Riley Herbst in the betting show on Friday. So go check that out. Um, that people were talking shit about Riley Herbst saying it's a pay to play because his uh, dad and his family or whatever, like own some like uh, crazy racing stuff or whatever. I can't even remember what it's called, but um, and then Riley Herbst goes and wins races uh, when his first race in Vegas by dominant fashion. Everybody's talking different about, oh, Riley Herbst. We love Riley Herbst. 
It's a blue collar family. It's a blue collar family. I feel I feel like at SHR, and uh, it just shows with mainly like guys like Josh Berry. We'll talk about in a second, but Ryan Priest just continuously battling get to get to the track, um, try and get wins, get top fives, get top tens. Now, when it comes to mile and a half and stuff, if you guys are trying to be a fan of this team, man, they showed a glimpse in 2022. But last year completely fell off, like 30th place finishes at mile and a half. And, um, you know, road course is just so irrelevant, not even remotely close to Kevin Harvick was probably the only guy that, you know, had glimpses of speed, right? Because Kevin Harvick can get in anything and, and perform. Um, but other than that, like Chase Briscoe was performing everywhere in 2022, pretty much, right? Just popping up everywhere. And then they completely fell off. Um, do I think it's the engineers and stuff? Yeah. Uh, Ryan Priest is mainly a guy like if you like to go to short tracks, um, that's where he's going to perform. Uh, the, the thing is, is right now with where SHR is at, um, with their terrible performance and everything, and then now we have a new body style for the Fords, the Dark Horse Mustang. Maybe we'll see some life come out of them. So this is a team where if you're a blue collar guy or blue collar woman, and you want to see people try and work towards becoming better, grinding it out. This is the kind of people that you want to be fans of. And and personally, I'm a fan of every single driver. So Ryan Priest, it is going to be tough where it's like um, if you're a Carolina Panthers fan in football or a Phoenix Coyotes, right? They're fucking, you're just battling. It's like being a fan of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Okay, let's just be fucking real. Grinding out every season and eventually you'll get to the tippy top, get a championship. Eventually, right? So... It'll happen, and it's but it's tough to be a fan of them because they're so low level right now. For some reason, something's just not working. But hopefully, they turn it around. So that's Ryan Priest. Love Ryan Priest, short track guy. Um, and uh, after that Daytona crash, everybody's got respect for him. Uh, blue collar guy. So let's dive into Noah Gregson now. Noah Gregson, by the sounds of it, has got his Bass Pro Shop sponsorship back. So. Noah Gregson, I could pull up stats. You know what? I'll pull up a couple stats here or whatever for Noah Gregson in the Xfinity series. Cause when he, so he was very dominant with junior motorsports in the eight car. Uh, was it the eight? Yeah. The eight, uh, four junior motorsports. Um, what, uh, did he win the championship? I don't think so, but he's very dominant, right? Bat, he was very well known, very well loved, still very well loved. Um, got a shot at legacy motor club, uh, for, um, Jimmy Johnson's team or whatever last year. But if you know what happened, well, first off, I just want to say that he didn't really get a fair shot in the cup series because legacy motor club all of a sudden announces that they're going from Chevy to Toyota. Um, Toyota or Chevy was treating them like a, like a shitty tier team, like C-class, giving him nothing. And then throughout the year, they were giving him basically nothing. Eric Jones kind of showed a little bit of speed here and there. Um, near kind of like three quarters away through the season when they were like Darlington and stuff. Um, but partway through the season, actually the weekend I was at Michigan, uh, some stuff came to light or whatever on like the Saturday morning that Noah Gregson liked something months ago, um, about, uh, some, you know, kneeling on the neck of George Floyd stuff. It was like a meme joke and ends up getting cut or whatever. Now, don't make this think that Noah Gregson is a bad guy. He's definitely not a bad guy. He just made, like, he's a big social media guy. 
He's on social media. He likes a lot of stuff. I see Riley Herbst all the time as well in the Xfinity series. He's like one of the first people liking shit on social media. Anytime I go to like something, he's already on there. Um, and Noah Gregson's like a super nice guy. I haven't met him, but from a lot of people I know uh, that have met him or in, in the, you can just tell on TV that he's a super nice guy, very competitive um, and down to earth guy like he'll be partying at the in villa talladega uh, he was a great sponsorship rep for uh wendy's and everything at talladega partying with everybody last april a super nice guy so um he's got a lot of talent um and i just hope that he could turn it around with uh shr so i'll just like so i'm not gonna say anything when it comes to the cup series because um he didn't really get a fair shot last year with them going to Toyota. Cause once you're announcing you're switching manufacturers, they'll just throw you to the wayside and they're just going to give you fucking dump trucks to drive. So, uh, the Xfinity series, 135 races ran over five years. He's got 13 wins, 96 top tens and two poles. Um, he was, did he win the championship? No. Did he? 2022 NASCAR Xfinity series. No, I don't think he won the. I don't think he won the championship. I think it was ended up being Ty Gibbs, right? But Noah Gregson's so good, man. Even if like something doesn't turn out, I think he'll be in the Cup Series. I think he deserves to be in the Cup Series because of how good he is. But if something ever happens where he just decides to drive like Justin Allgaier in the Xfinity Series for years, the man's going to be a multiple time championship uh, champion in the Xfinity Series. Grinds it out, works hard. I honestly have to say that he is probably like the the guy that probably could be the most competitive for most popular driver when it comes to uh, uh, against like Chase Elliott every single year. Because just how, like if there was an Xfinity, like I think they do the Xfinity popular driver, he's definitely the most popular driver. Okay. Was winning it over Ty Gibbs. No fucking doubt. Great guy. He, he holds his breath on the last lap or last couple of laps when he's like leading and shit. And to the point that he gets out of his car when he's celebrating, he pukes. Okay. He pukes all over himself in the car, everything like this. Like he, he's just a wild man. Go look it up on YouTube and everything. This is the kind of guy he is. I don't want to taint, um, who he is as a driver, as a person with the stuff that he likes on social media. Some of my friends don't like him because of that. I get it. I understand, but I don't hold grudges, right? You got to learn from it. And uh, also kind of biased because he also has been given tips to Kyle Steckley. So anyways, and he also drives for Tony Stewart, who was my favorite driver growing up as a kid. So uh, kind of bias on, on those ends, but Noah Greg, I'm not, I'm not going to get too much into detail of all the statistics and everything like that, but expect him um, to be one of those short track guys as well. Um, where SHR just seems like mainly like a short track team. We're going to talk about that. A lot of these guys came up driving on short tracks. Um, also he's good at, uh, road courses. So if we can figure out, I mean, he's pretty much good everywhere and we can figure out or SHR could figure out what they're doing wrong, what they need to work on, on every track. Noah Greggs can easily be the pie Piper for SHR and bring that number 10 back to victory lane. Um, not just in duels like Eric Almarola. I think Eric Almarola did win like a Daytona summer race or something like that. But, um, being able to bring that car to victory lane rather than just in duels like Eric Almarola has done a lot. Um, I think he can, I think he can do it right. The number 10 car is almost been kind of tainted like Danica Patrick, 
then Eric Almarola didn't really ever do much. And then it's like, man, I really hope Noah gets a, it's just, a, it's a, it's an iffy team to go to. Cause like you get a Ty Gibbs where he's obviously going to Joe Gibbs, right? John Hunter Nemechek coming up again uh, from the Xfinity series, going up to cup for a second time. And he's going to Toyota uh, where he's been, you know, good at in the Xfinity series. We'll see what happens. But like uh, if anybody's got a, the toughest road, I would say it's probably Noah Gregson because all the eyes are on him. He's probably going to stay kind of more quiet this year because he just wants to, you know, get through the season, get through all the like the, the humps and the bumps, you know, coming back in the Cup Series. I think he's going to do well. So now let's dive into Josh Berry. Now, I, I people say Josh Berry's a good guy, and I'm sure he is. But when I met him at um, – now, he may have been frustrated last year, but when I met him at um, – at, uh, Watkins Glen in upstate New York at the road course. SA, or, uh, Junior Motorsports does a lot of uh, meet and greets every every week or whatever and does a, like an autograph session at their uh, their merch hauler. Brandon Jones, Justin Allgaier, Sam Mayer. We're joking around, having a good time, taking photos together, complimenting each other on their fucking outfits and everything, having a good time, fist bumping each other. Josh Berry's at the end just ignoring everybody, kind of giving everybody the cold shoulder. Now, uh... I get it. It's a tough thing to do to have to always sign autographs, do all this media stuff. It's tough. This, I, I, I find it kind of ridiculous when like, uh, I I've seen that heard, I've seen and heard that Kevin Harvick, uh, wouldn't even sign fucking autographs. Rarely. It's like, man, just take the fucking time out of your day to put a smile on, man. It's like when you go to uh, a restaurant and the waitress is being a bitch, it's like, Hey, this is your job. Put a, fucking smile on i like josh berry i think he's talented i think he's uh, he's a good guy but it's like it just rubbed me the wrong way so we're gonna get that out of the way josh berry um grinded out for years i think he's in his early 30s let me double check i think he's in his early 30s but he's grinded out for years in the xfinity series um and uh, worked his way up he had his opportunity last year with chase getting chase elliott getting hurt in the cup series um in the cup series and then uh, a couple other things happening, you know, just getting opportunities. I think he finished second. It was at the spring Richmond race or something like that. Um, battling with a like, Kyle Larson and stuff would have been crazy if he got the win. Um, but then in the Xfinity series just completely fell off. It was all hype at the first half or the first quarter and then completely fell off. Didn't even get a win in the Xfinity series. And this is what kind of makes me nervous. Do I think he's going to do good at um, Stuart Haas racing? Maybe. I think it's going to really take some time. He, he's 33. He's got plenty of time. He's not even in his prime yet. Late 30s is your prime in NASCAR. So I th- he's got plenty of time. Um, it's just, once again, SHR being blue collar and grinding out, trying to figure out what's going on with their cars. So it's going to be some time. I don't want what I said about me meeting him at Watkins Glen being the deterrent from you being a fan of his. He's got sponsorships. He's, he seems like a nice guy. I'm looking at his photo right now. I'll, I'll try and pop him some photos of him smiling, right? He smile. <laughs> and uh, I just think he could be, I, I think he could just, he could do well. It's just, uh, you know, I don't have much on him because uh, you kind of rubbed me the wrong way. And that's my bias. That's my bias. Like in the Xfinity series, he has five wins over 95 races and 52 top 10. So he's good, right? It's just a matter of jumping from the Xfinity series, getting to the cup and performing. I think these guys and all of SHR, you could be a fan of them, not just individually, but as a, as a whole for the whole team. And that's what I do. It's just a, a fan of all 
all of them, whether it's the people behind the, uh, behind the doors, closed doors, doing all the work, the drivers, the crew chiefs. I think that there's a lot to be worked on, but overall good, good team to be a fan of. So we'll just jump in as well to chase Briscoe, the guy that has got the most possibilities of doing something with this team because we'll jump over to chase Briscoe. I think he's a, a, a dirt track racer as well. Growing up in uh, Indy. Born 94. So what he's 30, 29. He's turning 30 in December this year. Um, so he's a couple years older than me born in Indiana. He's a dirt track guy. And, um, you know, races in all the, the midget races and all that shit. I love it. Grinds it out. Xfinity Series, 86 races, 11 wins, 54 top 10s over five years. Um, Craftsman Truck Series, 29 races over five years, two wins, 18 top 10s and five poles. Unbelievable stuff. Arkham Menard Series, 23 races over three years, six wins, 20 top 10s and six poles. Unbelievable. Uh, the Cup Series, he does have a win. So out of all those guys that we were talking about, this is the only guy on the SHR team that's got a win. His hairline is terrible. Go bald, please. I don't know what it is with NASCAR drivers. There's not one bald NASCAR driver. Do we only hire drivers that are full head of hair? Because I can tell you right now, there's a lot of them that should just shave it off, dude. Chase Briscoe's one of them. Uh, Chase Briscoe's got a lot of talent. Um, when it comes to short tracks, bet him top five, bet him top 10. Um, even bet him to win. I, right now, I'd bet him f- top five and top 10 anytime we go to a short track. Maybe not to win, but top fives and top 10s are an absolute bet that it's not 100% guaranteed, but it's about 80% that he'll be running in the top 10. If a late caution comes out, something might happen, but he's the guy that is going to get the most performance. He grew up being a fan of Tony Stewart. He's now driving for Tony Stewart. He He's so proud, and he's a proud to be the longest standing uh, tenured driver at Stewart Haas Racing. Um, he's talked about it many times. He's great with fans. He seems like the nicest guy. He's a young father as well. Um, he got the pole at the Daytona Summer Race. Um, his Where was his first win? At Phoenix. Unbelievable. Short track. Short er, track. Um, he's got one win, 21 top tens and two poles. Now I can tell you right now, those top tens are probably majority at short tracks because he's so, uh, dominant at short tracks. He could turn that wheel around. And I think that that guy, Chase Briscoe is probably the guy that's going to lead the pack of helping guys out. But I think a lot of these guys, like I'm really excited to see the short track package, um, uh, at, at, at SHR because they have all these guys that have been racing on short tracks their entire fucking life. Josh Berry, Noah Gregson, Noah Gregson being younger, but Josh Berry being around in that short track world for so fucking long. Um, driving for Dale Jr. in some super late model races uh, between Xfinity races and stuff in the off season. Um, it's going to be very, very exciting. So look for Chase Briscoe to be the leader of this team. Yes, he is young. Yes, he's 29, but uh, I think he can uh, really you know, reel it in and bring it home to victory lane this year. Um, would I bet on it? No. Like, I'm not going to, like, total race wins. I'm not going to be betting on no Chase Briscoe over, okay? Um, I just, I just got to, I'd rather be there putting money on him on extensive odds 
crazy long odds um, at him on short tracks, 25 to 1, 30 to 1, and watch him drive into victory lane. That's where we're going to make it. Um, I'll, like, I'll, I just want to say for SHR here, SHR, once again, to finish off this episode, blue collar. That's all we have to say. Two words, blue collar. If you're a blue, if you're a blue collar person, be a fan of them. Will they win championships? Give it a couple of years. It's gonna take a while. Once they they figure out the horsepower with these cars and NASCAR figuring out what they're gonna do with this car, are we gonna make a Gen Seven B car? I think something's gonna come out of it. If Brad Keselowski can go to RFK, which we're probably gonna maybe talk about tomorrow. If you can go to RFK and take a, a team that is hasn't won in years coming from the dumps and rising it up and Chris Busher winning back-to-back races past year, Brad Keselowski running inside the top 10 at tracks where they thought he wasn't going to run well. There's a lot of the now nobody like they're not all as good as Brad Keselowski. He's got a lot of talent when he was driving at Penske. He had a lot of talent or has a lot of talent. Um, these guys Obviously not as good, but them all together, four drivers working together to be able to figure this all out, having good engineers, having Tony Stewart there. I think they can do it. Um, and I hope you guys become fans of them just like I am. We're going to buy a lot of mar- merch there this year um, at their haulers and uh, hopefully get some photos and talk to them. Maybe in the future, get these blue collar boys on the hot pass podcast um, to f- round out the podcast today. How long we've been going, baby. To round out, we're going half an hour almost. To round out the podcast, I just want you guys to let you know that if you go to my action network, go to at Eric underscore on my Instagram, on my X, go to the action network, you're going to see that I took one um, outright or for the qualifying tonight at ever. I think it's at eight o'clock at Daytona. Now, the, the race looks like it might be delayed till Monday because there's so much fucking rain. Welcome to Daytona. <laughs> but. Chase Elliott plus 750. Um, where did I take it? Caesar Sportsbook. Bet Rivers was uh, opened up at plus 750, went down to um, plus 700. Um, I the only other bet that I'm thinking about taking is uh, Alex Bowman plus 450, or maybe Chase Briscoe uh, at 20 to one um, for the for the poll. Alex Bowman has the most polls uh, front or front row starts at. Daytona at the Daytona 500 in the history. Alex Bowman, out of all people, Alex Bowman. Um, Hendrick at eight of the last 10 Daytona 500s, they've had uh, two cars in the front row or at least got the pole. Um, now they have a new splitter, a new bumper. Will that affect them? Yeah, a little bit, but I think they can still be up front. They, they figure it out. This is the only track that gives you a trophy for getting the poll. Other than that, everything else is just a photo with the bull push award or whatever. But they give you a trophy for this one. You'll want that. You want to start up front. Um, and then you guys don't really have to battle that out really in the duels, right? You're already set at the front row. You're good. Those are only two guaranteed spots. Um, so Chase Elliott plus 750 for the poll. Um, the bounce back, Alex Bowman, the bounce back. We talked about it on uh, Hendrick on Monday. When we were breaking down the drivers, the comeback. Um, we've also got Chase Elliott outright on the Action Network there for the Daytona 500 as well. And then uh, Chase Briscoe, as I said, breaking him down, he won the poll 
at um, the summer Daytona race. Uh, the number 10 car, Noah Gregson opened up at 66 to one on bet rivers to get the pole. He's now down to 20 to one. It's mainly because that car, the number 10 with Eric Almarola, um, he would be, he'd qualify top five all the time at Daytona, like, or would get the pole. So he, whether it was in the summer race or the, or the Daytona 500. So that number 10 car is really good. Now remember it's Noah Gregson driving in it. So will it be the same performance? I don't think so. Could he get the top 10 uh, in qualifying? I would. I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked because of that car, but the body. I was listening to uh, Dirty Mo Doe, um, which is the uh, betting podcast through uh, Dirty Mo Media, Dale Junior's uh, Media Corporation, and uh, usually because they change the body uh, style with the, uh, the dark horse uh, Mustang for Ford, they're trying to get better on other tracks, right? By changing the body, because they were so dominant with the old body style at the super speedways. Ford is trying to get better on other tracks, so they change it. So usually when they change it to get better at short tracks or a uh, mile and a half, uh, and so on and so forth, um, road courses, whatever, they usually get hindered over at the super speedways, such as Toyota, right? Now, Toyota changed their body to be able to get better at super speedways with the flatter nose, more of a nose uh, to be able to push. And that was the thing about Ford. It was at such a flat front that they could draft better, be able to push better, give better uh, runs. Um, so do I think they're going to be finishing it right up front? Maybe. I think there's, if anything, they're going to probably have two or three Fords up there. Harrison Burton could be a shocker um, in the top 10 there uh, qualifying. Um, but I truly think that Hendrick's just going to be so dominant. So, so they figured out something. Will it be all legal, as Steve Letarte said on Dirty Modo? Maybe not. But they'll figure out a way to be able to get qualifying and get up to the front row. And uh, we put a full unit on Chase Elliott for the uh, for the poll. So um, those are my bets. Make sure to go follow me on Action Network on all my social media at Furlong Eric underscore. Um, all YouTube videos will be up t- later today. Um, this will be available for your ears at noon uh, or whenever you're listening to it. Uh, go like, share, rate, subscribe to the podcast, whether it's on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. We love you guys. Hope you guys have a great night watching qualifying. You guys will hear me tomorrow breaking down a couple other fucking teams. And uh, we'll probably talk about maybe some other bets or whatever. But let's have a great day. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow at noon. We'll talk to you later. See you. Thank you.